I was raised Methodist all my life, but it wasn't until that year in high school that I truly accepted him and wanted to be an at, like a follower of Christ. I finally realized that he accepted me for who I am. I didn't have to put on a facade. I didn't have to act a certain way around people. Lord knows I make tons of mistakes, but the biggest moment I can remember is just finally admitting to myself that like I'd just been lying to everybody, that I wasn't really a follower of Christ. Um, I was just trying to be that way because everyone else I knew was. So knowing that God forgave me for that, it was a surreal experience. I had a really tough time in college. I wasn't making good friends. I was having a hard time with the academics. I was having a hard time just balancing life in general. God kind of brought me into this place of just being peace and like, all right, you know, I'll find something will work out. I'll, I'll follow his path. It's gonna be okay. And it just felt this peace. And sure enough, um, I found the Wesley Foundation and it was definitely God leading me there. I, at least that's what I think. It's definitely God showing me the right people and saying, I'm going to take care of you. The Wesley Foundation kind of opened my eyes to my, like my love to serve others. And I know there's a ton of ways I could do that. I tried a ton of ways of doing that. Um, but the church and the Wesley Foundation really kind of opened my eyes up to that, why don't you serve God's kingdom? Um, and that impacted me greatly. I mean, to the point where I'm working on one day being a senior pastor and the church keeps continuing to encourage me and giving me the right advice and pushing me in the right direction. I don't know what I would do. It's definitely God putting the right people in my life, but I definitely valued the fellowship and guidance and encouragement I've gotten with being in the church. Wow. That's Riley Bowles, our new children's and family pastor. Um, if you haven't met Riley, uh, please, uh, as he makes his way around the building, uh, looking like one of the kids, let him, let him know how much you appreciate him. Hey, before I get started today, I want to share with you a couple of things that really got me charged up yesterday. First was, went over to help at the Children's Hunger Fund warehouse as we were helping to count and prepare goods to be put in boxes to be delivered to families with children, uh, very, very economically uh, challenged families. And uh, we had a tremendous turnout. And the excitement, enthusiasm, and unity that was there was just absolutely incredible. And then I went over to check on the youth at their fundraiser over by the Switchyard event for the city of Carrollton. And yesterday, they made almost $2,000 just parking cars, you know. And I thought, wow. And, you know, they, they were having fun. They were enjoying each other. It was, it was really, really cool. And this past week, as I was kind of going through our budget for 2022, um, and as preparing myself and my own commitment to the church, I was, I was looking at it and realized because of our other income that comes from the rental of the building next door and some other things that, uh, that come from outside sources, almost 100% of our offerings go to ministries. Those other uh, income pay for our building, pay for the insurance, the utilities, the upkeep. And I just thought, you know, that is so cool <laughs> to be a part of a church that when I put money in those boxes back there, I know it's going to people. 
It just gives me chills to think about it, about uh, uh, the direction that this church is taking and, and the future that is before us. And then finally, all saints. And I want to say welcome to any of you that are here today that will bring flowers forward uh, in honor of those saints that have gone before us. And, and, I, and for me, it's important that we recognize those persons because today I'm talking about the church, you know. And, and the church is not built, just built upon those of us who are participating, but those who have gone before us. If it were not for those saints that would sit here and here and there, this church wouldn't be here. We would not be the church were it not for those 2,000 years of saints that have brought us to this point. And so as we look at the Apostles' Creed, we come to that point, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. And we look at Ephesians where Paul is talking specifically about the function and identity of the church we're going to look at what it means to be the church. And, and frankly, as we look at the Apostles' Creed, one of the most common questions that I get across the years has been, why do we say, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church? We're not Catholics. Why do we say that? Well, first, um, the Apostles' Creed predates the Roman Catholic Church. When that creed was created, it wasn't talking about the church that came out of Rome, okay? It was talking about the church that was in existence then in its infancy, that was growing rapidly around the Mediterranean Sea and spreading at an incredible rate in spite of the uh, challenges that faced that church, that early church. When we say church, what Catholic means is unlimited and divine. That's what it means. Now, sometimes we'll put universal, you know, kind of with, an, with a little asterisk that, uh, to, to remind us that Catholic is not Roman Catholic. But when you really dig down deep to the meaning of the word Catholic and, 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 and where it comes from in terms of its both Greek and Latin roots... It is unlimited. It is divine. We are an unlimited divine instrument of Jesus Christ in this world. Now, um, I, I'm, I want to say a few things and then I'm going to pray and, and get into the scripture. And in the postmodern world, the church is losing its place in the community. We're seen as a building. We're seen as a location. We're seen uh, as, in some ways, separate. But contrary to that perception, the church is not just a building. The church is not just a place where those who are broken come to find rest and healing. But the church is not just an institution, a structure to be preserved at all costs. The church, according to Jesus and the Apostle Paul, is the people, you and I. 
The people who believe in the power of the risen Christ, the people who believe that this place, our gathering, our mission, our vision is the hope for the world. We are the church. And the problem facing us in these postmodern times as our place in the community begins to decline is that belonging is now more of a choice than a desire. Commitment means showing up if I don't have anything else to do, like catching up on my chores or, or soccer or volleyball or baseball or football or whatever else might be happening on Sunday. Uh, commitment is, is just uh, what's left over. That is not the church. That is not the people that we call the church. So what does it mean when we say, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our Redeemer. May these words be your words. Hide me behind the cross, O God, that we would hear only your word for us today. Fill in the gaps, correct our hearing, that only you will be heard. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5 and 6. Paul says this. He says, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Now, Paul says two things about the church in chapter 4. He says this particular statement that we are one. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Seven times he uses the word one. Do you think he's trying to tell us something? Do you think Paul is trying to remind us of who we are in our unity before Christ? One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. It is the glue that holds us together. And, and that oneness is in tension then with a continuing through, theme throughout Paul's writing. But in particular in verse 16, which Cindy didn't read for you, it's kind of had skipped down in your Bible, down to verse 16 where he says, from whom the whole body joined together, knit together by every ligament which, is, which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. He's talking about the body of Christ, and all of us have a different part. Some are arms, some are legs, some are eyes, some are ears, some are, some are the mouth, all different parts. How can we be one? How can we be one? all having different functions, moving with different rhythms and different directions. And yet these two images of oneness and diversity 
define the church. It, 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 and the best way that I can, I can talk about this is, is music. When, when, we, when we sing a song, we sing with different voices. And some will sing harmony, some will sing the melody, uh, others will support in different, there are high voices, there are low voices, but we are all singing one song. One song. With different textures, with different sounds, with different uh, abilities, but with one purpose. So when we confess, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, we are on the one hand affirming a great paradox and on the other a tremendous place of, of who the church is, an unlimited instrument of Jesus Christ in this world. We are a settled community, but... We are a settled community that is both reformed and reforming. We are a past reality that is constantly creating a new future. We are a body that models rich diversity and powerful unity. The unity that comes through the scriptures and through our belief in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We are a people who live embedded in the world, but very different from the world. We are an earthly entity <laughs> that glows with divinity. We are an unlimited instrument of Jesus Christ. Uh, Frederick Bickner uh, says this about the church, kind of as a challenge to the church. Um, and he says this, he says, and Frederick Buechner, if you know his writings, you know that he's always out on the edge, always making you think, always kind of, and for me, making me mad. But, but still, he says, maybe the best thing that could happen to the church would be for some great tidal weight of history to wash it all away. The church buildings tumbling, the church money all lost, blowing through the air like dead leaves. The difference between preachers and congregations lost. Then we would have left, then that which we would have left would be each other and Christ, which was all there was in the first place. Mm. So do we tear the building down? I, I don't think so. We got any trustees here today? No, I don't think so. Uh, they wouldn't really like that, would they? Um, of course not. Do we, do we just eliminate our organizational structure? No, of course not. These are tools. They are, they are instruments that we use to do our work. So, what is it that Buechner's trying to say here? Buechner is reminding us that the church is people. The church is the people who believe in Jesus Christ, people like you and me, people who are called together. And despite our quirks, 
our doubts, our sins, our egos, despite all of that, and here's the miracle of the church for me, despite all of that, God continues to use us. He has taken us, the humus, the sod of the earth, and put within us the power and possibility of being God's presence on earth, an unlimited divine instrument of Jesus Christ. Now, when we say holy Catholic, um, it refers to two things. First, holy. And though we are in the world, we are not of the world. The, The word holy comes from the Latin hagios. And quite simply, it means different, set apart, without blemish. To be the church means to be different. Different from the status quo and I'm, I'm going to say this with fear and trembling, different than politically correct, different than what popularity or opinion polls or pure pressure mandates. Walter Brueggemann <clears throat> suggests that the people called the church are by definition an alternative community, an alternative ethic, a place different from the rest of the world. Are we different? So what does it mean for us to be holy? To be different? To be in the world, not separated from the world? How do we model this abundant life in which we, in which we message? How do we demonstrate for the world what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Where we work, where we live, where we move and, and, and interact Maybe, maybe it means to build our church budgets not on security and capital, but on compassion. Maybe it means to worship with our eyes on Christ and others. Maybe it means to welcome people graciously. And by the way, I have never been the pastor of a church that is so welcome and gracious as this one. You are modeling what it means to be a divine instrument. Maybe it means to put the well-being of the whole, not just this body, but the whole world, before the well-being of ourselves. And maybe it means to challenge the world's values. And that's the hardest part. Competition, materialism, power, fame, Instead to be what God has called us to be, a divine, unlimited instrument of Jesus Christ. The second is, comes out of uh, the first part of that passage that Cindy read for you. The second is the how of who we are. Paul says this about, about this gathering called the church. He says, um, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility, with gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. That's the how. 
You know, I have, uh, I've always said as a pastor that how we do our work is just as important as what we do. Because if, if, if how we do our work conflicts with what we are doing, all that people will see is us instead of Jesus Christ. How we do our work in gentleness and patience and bearing one another and bearing those outside of the church is of critical importance to us when we say, I believe in the holy Catholic church. We are saying that we believe in, in that divine, unlimited nature of what it means to be called of God. How we do our work is as important as what we do in our work. Because ultimately our goal, our goal is that this place would be, and this body, not this location, but this place, this body, would be the place where we find ourselves and find our way. Anne Lamott tells a wonderful story about a little seven-year-old girl who got lost on the way home from school. And she was walking up and down the street. She was crying. She didn't recognize the buildings. A police officer noticed her and, and picked her up and said, let me drive you around the neighborhood. Maybe you'll see a building or something that you recognize. Or, or maybe we can see your street. And so they were driving around. And she says, stop, stop, stop. There's my church. I know how to get home from here. When we're truly being the church, we can always find our way home. Home to a world as God created it to be. Home to our true selves that God has created us to be. Home to the very heart of life. That's why we celebrate All Saints Sunday. Because for those that will be represented by the roses placed upon the altar, this was their home. They have in many ways shown us the way. And when you hear those names today, you will hear some of the words that they may have spoken to you. You will see their example. You will, you will feel their commitment and their presence that is still with us. And so may it be for us the same. May it be for us this place is the place where we find our way home. The, we still teach our children this old song and I think it speaks well to, to what I'm trying to say about this unlimited divine instrument that we call the church. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, we are the church together. The church is not a building the church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. The church is the people. Sing it with me. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus 
all around the world. Yes, we're the church together.